0: Hello and welcome to Diddy and Hawthorne in the In Between or DH I. I'm your host, Mackenzie Gentz, and you're listening to our podcast about the relevance of literature in the twenty-first century. Now bookmark that book and let's begin. Hello and welcome to the last episode of DH&I for 2019 on none other than The Old Curiosity Shop by Charles Dickens. The Old Curiosity Shop is a really interesting book in the scope of Dickens' work because it's written rather atypically as far as Dickens' novels go. That being said, however, OCS is also quite a fun book and obviously a fan favorite at that. On the more technical side, OCS is also one of Dickens's earlier novels published right after Oliver Twist and was published again in installments, as was the style of the day for authors like Dickens, though this time between 1840 and 1841, almost a full decade before his masterpiece, David Copperfield. In fact, I'm going to compare The Old Curiosity Shop to Shakespeare's Titus Andronicus, which is an early play of his, sometimes said to not have been written by him at all because though it resembles a lot of Shakespeare's other works, its themes and style deviate from the norm dictated by his other writings. I'm going to take a quick aside here to tell you about a few really great resources, again not sponsored, it's just cool websites I found for you guys that are all linked in the description. The first is this book, The Old Curiosity Shop, available in PDF format for free on the Project Gutenberg website. As I was making the first episode for next year, which will be published in a week or two yet, I was really realizing just how costly reading can get and I really wanted to challenge myself for a book review to get the book for free and not just buy it off of the Kindle store or Amazon. So yes, there's even a free Kindle version again available from the link down below for you. The second resource is a website called dickenslit.com and the third resource is another website which is called charlesdickensinfo.com. And these are really cool um, because they're awesome and concise resources that I use to put this episode together in conjunction just with my own knowledge. And they're also a great supplement um, and great supplements to use while you are reading the book, especially if you're in college and you have a novel by Dickens as required reading. And again, though I've been there, done that with online summaries of books I don't want to read, I'd encourage you to use the site as sites as a supplement to aid your interpretation and make sure that you're on track rather than a replacement to reading the book altogether. And why? Because it's valuable to be able to get through a book of this magnitude and of this link. Okay, getting off my soapbox. Now, our one-minute summary is going to seem more like 30 seconds today because... Really there isn't much to the plot when we compare the book to, say, David Copperfield. The heroine of this novel is a young girl, beautiful girl, reviewed girl, named Nell Trent, who is again revered by her grandfather, the Curiosity shop owner. The grandfather sees his so-called poverty and vows to never let Nell fall into it, so in order to solve their worries, he starts gambling, but unfortunately isn't very good at it and actually gambles his entire shop away. The money is owed to a mr daniel quilp who sends the rest of the novel devising plans for nell so that he makes her absolutely miserable though nell unexpectedly dies at the end and what many have observed to be an interesting move of seeming tragicomedy the first thing that i noticed when taking a look at the book was that dickens stays true to form in focusing on a child here Nell is only 14, but that focus is through the gaze of an old man. I'm not trying to make the narrative sound creepy by any means, because the grandfather is a lovable and comfortingly Dickensian character, though it's interesting to get a narrative about a child hand after reading novels from him like Oliver Twist or David Copperfield, which are told with a direct focus on the main character. In fact, I would call it unusual for Dickens to focus so heavily on this sort of dual main character situation, with one acting as a narrator and the other acting is a focal point for for the book. That is just my opinion though, so if you don't concur, feel free to leave a comment down below and tell me what I'm missing. The other glaring thing that I would say is weird for Dickens in regards to this text is the mass scale irony that he writes into the narrative. For starters, it's a common trope, or at least it was in Dickinson's time, that heavy gamblers are debtors, usually stricken by poverty and addiction, yet considering the cultural norms that Dickens surely knew and was acting upon, he wrote the grandfather into this position of poverty through an attempt at evading poverty. So the irony occurs at first because the grandfather is gambling so as to rescue Nell from poverty, and yet gets into even deeper poverty besides. We talked last year about how Dickens was one of of the authors to put social injustice into his novels to prove his greater points about society and the wrongs of society on innocent people, and Oliver Twist is certainly exemplary of that, but here I don't really think that the narrative and the story are elevated to that level of enlightening us about what Dickens would think about the situation. The other thing a bit different about this story in particular is that the heroine of the book dies. This is also fairly unusual for Dickens, and I think the reason why it was unusual at the time was because, again, books came in installments, so people got, over time, more and more invested into the sorts of narratives that Dickens created and were attached to the main characters, as Dickens was, to the extent that they didn't want to have to witness their deaths themselves. And this is sort of the same way nowadays, except in TV shows. We have these TV shows that go on for like four seasons, and we don't want to witness our main characters dying. And that's the tragicomedy of this book, and its effect over time, is that Nell's death is taken differently by every reader who reads it. And I want to leave you all this week, and indeed this year, with a question. Is Nell's death a tragedy, or merely melodramatic? Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed the discussion and would like to hear more from me, there's a show and a series for everyone, so I'd recommend checking out our brand new website, relevanceofliterature.com, for links to our entire back catalog of episodes. You can also follow us on Twitter or join our Facebook group. Our handle is at DidionIn two N's total for both of those. And finally, if you want to support the show, help keep it ad-free, and get access to our new private podcast, go to patreon.com slash relevanceofliterature and sign up to become a sponsor. All of the relevant links, as always, are in the description box down below. Still there? One more thing then. Remember that leaving a comment or review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other Guilty Pleasure podcast platform helps leverage the show so that other literature enthusiasts can find the community. In other words, it helps a ton. I'll feed a hoodin